So just some various halachas of slichas before we move on to other halachas. There's a question if children are are obligated to say slicha. So the truth is children are not really obligated to mitzvahs. If they're below, you know, if, if boys are below 13, girls are below 12, there's always the element of chinuch. So one typically should be mechanech their children in fulfilling mitzvahs. However, when it comes to requesting of them to do things that hinder their ability to function, for example, fasting or staying up late at night, waking up very, very early in the morning, the Paiskim say that we should not be doing this. The only exception we have would be Leil HaSeder, the night of the Seder, where there's a mitzvah deraisa of Yigata Levincha. That's the only time we try to give children candy, and if you want to go into ancient times, you gave them walnuts to help them stay up for the Seder. That's the only exception to this. However, we do not typically wake up our children at 10 o'clock at night in the summer to be able to say Kriya Shema at the proper time. We don't wake them early up, early in the winter when Kriya Shema is, is uh, you know, Say Shema Kriya Shema is 8.15 and, and your child is sleeping late. That is not something we do because we say Hanover beside that. That's the way the children typically, children typically grow up. Obviously, if a child you know, matures at 10, 11, 12 years old and they're able to wake up early, stay up late at night anyways, so of course, they should be, you should be your children to, to say Kriya Shema at the right time and all those other halachas. So when it comes to reciting slichas, so if you look at some of the svarim, the contemporary svarim, they write that definitely do not keep children up till uh, the one in the morning slichas or wake them up 5.15 in the morning to go say slichas. Usually the yeshivas, schools, have a, uh, a minion and they should go to a later minion for, for slichas. Let them go down at a later minion so that they could have a normal day to be able to function as 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds, depending on the age, obviously, but that would be the psaac for young children. What about women? So although if you look, there are certain sources that indicate that women uh, historically, customarily, would come to shul for slichas. There's a discussion if women who are a nida, can they come specifically during those times? We mentioned this way back when. But either way, there's an implication from that 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 was the minog. However, many of the poets can today say that well, that minog is not around today, that women typically do not go daven slichas, say slichas. If they want to say something at home, it's, it's nice. Don't say the Yirgimel Midas again. Don't say the Hashem Hashem without saying, without, you know, as if you're leaning from a chumash. So, the minog today is not to. However, certain communities, you do see that women come out to the Matzah Shabbos, especially if it's an event and the, the, the rabbi speaks and sometimes they have a kumzitz or, or music. So that perhaps you'll see more women going to that, but it's definitely not an obligation for them to go out to say slichas. Okay, let's move on to other other uh, halachas of slichas. There's a question, does a person have to stand do you stand when you recite slichas? So, if you look in the Mata Ephraim, El Yoraba, they say that pre- preferably a person should stand, this is the Minogan Ashkenaz, to stand, to stand the entire slichas. For most people, it, it gets difficult, especially if you daven in a shul that takes longer. So, at least for the Kel Melech Yoshev, right before the Yud Gimel Midas, and definitely during the Yud Gimel Midas, during the reciting Hashem Hashem Karach Machanan, so then a person should definitely stand that's a Dvarm Shepik Dusha. A person is supposed to stand when you say 
the Yud Gimel Midos. And again, we, we say it with a minion. So it's like all other Dvarim Shavikdusha, we stand and we say it with a minion. There's another time when we customarily stand. If you look at most Machzarim, Sedarim, whenever, whenever they open up the Aron, whenever the Aron Kardash is opened up, for Shmakalinu, Ovinu Makinu, and various times throughout the Yamanaram, throughout Slichos, and throughout the year. So the Siddur typically says the Minog is to stand. So it's true, the Minog is to stand every time they open up the Aron Kardash. However, din, if one would, would go to strict halacha, and this comes up, let's say in the Ila, in the Ila during the entire Chazar Sashat, the, the Aron is open, many people bid uh, a lot of money to purchase the, the kibah, the honor of, of Psichal and Ila, of opening up the Aron Kardash for, for the Ila. So it could get difficult. You go to a shul, they, 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 they're, they're saying the Ila, for 45 minutes you have to stand. So halachically, if you look in the Taz, in Hilchas Kavit Sefer Torah, Simon Reishman Beis, I believe, in Yerodea. So there, clearly the halacha is that a person only has to stand for a Sefer Torah that is, that is being a Harlech, that is, that is walking, that is moving. So let's say when they take out the Sefer Torah, and that's being brought to the Bima, you know, on Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbos, then there's actually a Chiv of Kavad Torah to stand, the person is not allowed, not allowed to sit while the Sefer Torah is being moved from place to place, while it's being transported. However, let's say it's Bim Kaimai, it's in its box, it's in its urn, it's on the Bima, it's already stationary. So then... At that point, there is no chiv to to stand while the Sefer Torah is in its place on the bima. There's even an interesting halacha when it comes to Simchas Torah. So there, the Sefer Torah is not in its place. So how could you sit? You know, many people who who you know are tired from dancing, or they're busy schmoozing on the side. Hopefully not, but they're they're just not actually dancing. So the question is, how are they allowed to sit on the side by shul? So one of that term. Rav Zaman Orbach, I believe, brings in Halicha Shlema, is that if there are people in the, out, in the outer circle surrounding the Sefer Torah, so then it's like a machitza, and it's, it's considered a different Rishos. If it's in a different Rishos, so then a person does not have to does not have to stand up for the Sefer Torah because it's not in the same makam, it's not in the same place as him. So therefore, many of our uh, are most bimas are above ten tzvachim, so it's, when the Sefer Torah is put on the bima, the Premier Godam says... That already is considered a different rishos, and at that point, one does not have to stand. So, if a person finds it difficult to stand every single time they open the aron, you know, during chazaras hashatz, during slichos or neila, so meikaradin they are allowed to sit as long as the sefetar are not being are not, are not uh, being held, you know, walking around the shul. That's when a person is mechuyev to stand. Okay. So we mentioned that if there's a if there's a minion, so then we say Yud Gimel Midos, we say the Hashem Hashem Karach Machanon, and if you look, that is probably the most important tefillah that we say on you know during the Yom and Aram. It's it's actually sourced from the Chumash. If you look in Parshas Kisisa, so basically the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu this is after the Chet Ego, so Klal sinned. Moshe begged for forgiveness for Klai Yisrael. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, I'm going to basically call out B'Shem Hashem L'Fanecha. And the Gemara understands it to mean that I'm going to show you the Midas, the way I am Manheg Yisrael. I'm going to show you 
how to daven to me so that I will answer your tefillahs. And it says, Hashem calls out, this is what you should say basically. To, he reveals this to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem Hashem Karach Machanon, Erech Hapayim Rav Chesed V'yemes, V'yemes Netzach Chesed Al-Afin, V'yemes Netzach Chesed Al-Afin, so those are the 13 midas arachamim. And comes Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says that Kozman she Yisrael choytim, HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe when any time Klai Yisrael does sins, Yas lefanai keseder hazev, animaycholahem, and therefore, slichos, tainus, whenever, Yom Kippur, we always use this tefillah as a way of diving to HaKadosh Baruch for forgiveness, as that was the, the tefillah that Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu, after the Chet Egal. So, the the reason why we need a minion, so first of all, is because we Chazal assume this, is, has, this has an elevated status of a Dvarm Shepikdusha, like Kaddish, Kedusha, and that's why we have a minion. The Bali Machshava, those that that write, they go into the depth of the meaning behind this Halacha, they say that part of the reason for this Yudgim Mumidas is that Kaddish Baruch always believes in Klai Yisrael, basically, that always, uh, will always um, forgive Klai Yisrael, no matter what we do, because the way HaKadosh Baruch is noig with us is Karach HaMachanan, Erech HaPayim, Rav Chesav Yemes, all these midas of how HaKadosh Baruch treats us, so it's, it's Kiloi Sishach bizarre. basically it's always uh, trusting, or oh, not trusting, I'm sorry for using this term, but it's always believing that Klai Yisrael will will be better. That Klai Yisrael gives us our second chance. It's 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 really Klai Yisrael here. So, the Bali Machshava write that when a person says the Yudgim Omidos, you don't want to be saying it alone because as an individual you're not Klai Yisrael. You want to be saying it with a minion to be part of Klai Yisrael because that's the haftacha of Kozman She Yisrael. Uh, I'm in the front of every Klai Yisrael says this in front of me. So then. I will I will answer their their uh, their tefillas and Moshe Rabbeinu obviously was representing Klai Yisrael so that's why it worked and we were forgiven from the from the Chet Egal. One more halacha in 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 uh, in to point out is that sometimes you're you are uh, davening slichas and you realize there's a chasson or there's a bris taking place that day so the question is. Do we recite Tachanan during Slichas? And the Slichas, there's, there's Tachanan, there's Vidoy Tachanan. So, should that be recited when there's a when there's a bris taking place that day? So, when it comes to the, the halachas, when it comes to bris, so there are different opinions in the Paiskim, especially if you if you are saying Slichas before day, because one is not allowed to make, you're not allowed to do a bris mila, it says beyond Hashmini, it has to be by day. If you make it at night, it doesn't work. It's a discussion what you do if it was done at night, but the bris should not be done at night. So the question is, so if we're saying slichas at night, how could you call it, uh, we're saying we're, we're saying tachanun by a bris? It's not a bris yet. The bris can only take place after Elisa Shachar. We hold it should, should preferably take place after Neitzachama, so after sunrise. So there's different opinions when it comes to bris mila. Most poets can assume if you're actually saying Tachanan after daybreak, after Eloisa Shachar, so then, if there's a bris mila taking place, that day, you know, that, that minion, so then you would not say Tachanan. What about 
a chasen. So a chasen doesn't make a difference. A chasen is a chasen during his, uh, his seven days after his wedding. So we do not say tachanan if a chasen comes to shul by mincha, shacharis. So what if he's there during slichas? The only time I've actually seen it, I'm not, I'm not saying that chasan don't typically come to shul, but I'm just saying that the only time I've ever, I've ever seen a chasen by slichas is when you have a matzah shabbos slichas. So then the chasen, you know, I guess it's not the morning, so he just shows up the show. So then you have this question, do I say Slichus when the chasen is there? So according to this discussion by Brismila, clearly if if the chasen, if, it's clearly if the bris took place during the day, we would, most boys can say, you don't say Slichus. You don't say Tachanan, I'm sorry. So to a chasen, the whole day is a Chag, is Yantav Shalai, you would not say Tachanan when it comes to when a chasen is there. Additionally, when it's Matzah Shabbos, we mentioned that many of the Rishonim say you do not say Slichus by night. So another reason to not say, I'm sorry, to not say Tachanon by night. So it's another reason to not say Tachanon when a chasen is there. And that's the halach. Halach Lamaisa is, when a chasen is there, we do not say Tachanon. By Brismila, there's different cheetahs in the Paiskim. So you'll, uh, you'll follow whatever the, your community, your shul does. There's, there's definitely a source in halacha. If a person does, if you're not saying slichas, if you're not saying tachanan, so the minog, I believe, is that they you finish the paragraph of kilashem lekin harachem and and then you stop there. That would be the end of of slichos. So basically, you would say you would say one ashamu baganu, or three of them if your shul says three of them. But then you wouldn't start the next paragraph of kilachem shemecha. You'd you'd finish kilashem lekin harachem and then you would say Kaddish and skip Tachanon if there's a Chasan or a Bris. And if that's the Psaq you have, so that's how you would be, that's how you would, uh, you would say Slichas. Okay, tomorrow, Mr. Shem, we'll get to the Halachas of Erev Rosh Hashanah. We'll talk about who is fitting to be a Chazan and other Halachas as we continue our 12-minute Halacha series.